don't think we, I, I'll speak for myself, I don't think we, I really knew what we were getting into and, and just how challenging it was going to be. I mean, the team, the, the team is the reason that the airline number one launched and the, number, and, and the airline is still here. This is My Product Tested, the show that unpacks how successful founders have tested their way to the top and all the market validation that happened along the way. In studio, as always, from the Hype team, Miles Hofak and Cameron Calder, and here in studio this week, Jonathan Nayash, co-founder and CEO of the new South African airline, Lyft. Jonathan and his founding team have spent over two years building an airline birthed out of the chaos of jabs, masks, and business rescue here to make a difference with a more flexible operating model using advanced technology to offer a world-class customer experience. Jonathan himself is a top founder, consulting for some of the biggest companies in South Africa, entered as one of the first African employees for Uber, taking the business from a few hundred trips to a few million in just a couple of years, and now shaking things up in the airline industry. This man has more experience in transport options to go from A to B than a Google Maps nav bar. And now joining us in studio today. Jonathan, welcome to the studio. Thanks so much. Great introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jonathan, you're now sort of just over two years uh, into the build of Lyft. Um, you know, for everyone listening today, um, what is Lyft? It's not your typical airline. Um, can you explain to us what, what it is? That's, that's a very good question. I think Lyft is an airline built on a very, very flexible and um, forward-looking business model. So, I mean, in a, in a nutshell, we, we've looked to build a model that could survive COVID, very flexible in terms of its operating structures and, and being able to keep costs as low as possible, but at the same time, not sacrificing and using that to actually improve the overall product that we can, we can put in front of customers and, and using the cust- keeping the, custom- the customer's experience as that guiding star that we use to build the product. So as, I mean, my background was not in aviation. So, so for me, it was an opportunity to really say, what are all those pain points? And if anyone who's traveled knows what they are, what are all those pain points and how can we make, how can, how can we create an airline that tries, that tries to address each of those, um, whether it's the starting point on the website and the booking journey or arriving at the airport or how you board and what's, what's offered on board and the fact that you don't have to pay for, for the snacks on board. I mean, everything has really been thought out and, and listen, there's some of the stuff, there's some stuff that is, there's a good reason that it's there. Um, a lot of the checks and balances are, are due to safety. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that, that you just don't need. And, and you alluded to it. I think it's absolutely insane that you, that you, it costs so much to change or cancel your flights, especially when it's, if you do it far in advance. So that was, I yeah. think one of the first things mm-hmm. that we, that we said, 
you're going to be, you, it doesn't matter what you pay for your ticket. There's no like more expensive ticket that's super flexible and a very expensive, a very cheap ticket is inflexible. It's regardless of what you put, what you paid for your ticket when you bought it, it's flexible up free up to 24 hours before you fly. So that was kind of, and especially during COVID, I think that was, uh, yeah. was a key concern and a big stress for people traveling. Yeah. I mean, you, you're describing a, the perfect business, the one that's, you know, profitable on the one side for the business perspective and it's giving everyone as a customer exactly what they need. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to hear the, the sort of background from, you know, your, your Uber experience and uh, your sort of past years experience. Obviously, that was just over seven years of, of being in uh, a company like Uber, a somewhat uh, enterprise startup where, you know, you you aren't getting a lot of pitfalls of it being a startup. You know, you, you have this, this global backing as well, but you're also entering into a completely different market to the States and UK and Europe. And, you know, we did a, a many years ago when we were in, in college, we did an amazing experiment where you'd basically take, take principles from an existing company and apply it to a traditional industry. And, you know, there's an interesting thing here about, you know, you looking at airline industry from a completely different perspective and, and trying to change that. So I'm interested to find out, you know, how that past experience has influenced starting Lyft and, you know, entering into the, this sort of traditional industry. Well, I think that you, what, you've, what you said is really interesting because that's kind of the perspective that we took. So what, is, what did Uber do? I mean, it's not unique. It's, it's, um, it, took a, it took an in, in existing industry and it applied technology. It, imply, it applied a new, slightly new business model on top of that. So I suppose at the time it was unique. Sorry, let me, let me rephrase that. But, but, um, but it, 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 and we've tried to do the same thing, the same thing in the airline industry. I mean, it just, the way I see it is Uber took the existing taxi model and it made it more customer friendly in every way. You get, yeah. you could see where the car was on the way to pick you up. There was transparency on payments. There's no haggling over a price. There were there was safety built in because you're using an app. You know who's coming. Drivers have been vetted. So I mean, I'm sure you're not super worried about who your pilot is specifically on every flight. But but applying but applying similar similar um, principles because the airline industry has become commoditized. I mean, most airlines are actually just fighting a race to the bottom in terms of price fighting who can charge and, and the customers are getting used to that. Where can I get the lowest price possible? And I think what we're trying to do is say, guys, there's a way better, there's a better way of doing this. We're going to add real value. We're not going to charge significantly more. There may, may be a small premium, but you're going to get way more value than what you're paying that in, in terms of that small premium. And that customer focus is, is kind of what we, we try to replicate in the way that, that Uber did that for the taxi industry. We're trying to do that for, for, in the airline space. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's really important for there to be sort of that type of com competition in the industry. Um, it's quite funny. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen, but there's those uh, memes about uh, ordering off Uber Eats. And after you've sort of placed your order, then there's a service charge, then a delivery fee. Before you know it, the price suddenly looks like it's not even what you ordered. Um, and it's, you know, it can be similar with airlines. You know, you, you 
buy a, a ticket at a specific price that's advertised. And then after going through the various checkout stages, you add a flexible ticket, then you add tra- travel insurance, then you add an additional bag. And before you know it, your ticket price has almost doubled. So, you know, when you were starting out with Lyft and you was you, you know, wanting to build something that was different and competitive in the market, what was that specific original problem that you were trying to solve? So w- what you've described is the, is, is the, the business model of the low-cost carrier. They're going to hook you in there with a really, really low mm. fare. And through that booking process, they're going to charge you whatever, 10 rand for an SMS. They're going to charge you for your luggage. They're going to incentivize you to buy insurance. And, and before you know it, as you've said, your, your ticket is no longer mm. very cheap. It's actually quite expensive. And so yeah. that we would, when we were brainstorming this, we were taking it to the other extreme where we were saying, actually, guys, there need to be three prices and it's those, those three prices all the time. And the, thankfully, we, we, didn't, we didn't do this brainstorm without really experienced people in the room. And there's actually a very good reason why, why prices change so, so frequently as the, air, as the aircraft fills up. It's, it's almost, you, if you think about it, that if you see a price of, of a ticket at 700, you need, you need that really expensive price to counterbalance that so that on average it can mm. be, it can be um, profitable. Um, and so mm. what we were saying, what we were saying by keeping it really simple for consumers would actually have broken the whole model. Um, and so we, we, we ended up balancing it by saying we want it to be really transparent. What you end up paying, even though that is going to fluctuate depending on how, how close to booking, how close to departure time you book and how full that aircraft is. You're not going to be surprised by saying, okay, the, the ticket is a thousand rand, but by the time you check out, you've added X, Y, Z, and and it's more than that. So it's really all inclusive. Mm. All you're deciding is, do I want a bag? Do I not want a bag? And and you choose when you want to fly. And and it's as simple as that, as opposed to all of these tick boxes that end up costing you a fortune. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting problem to solve, and you kind of it's a lot different to building a software or having, you know, a product like Uber where you launching with a, an MVP. And in this case, you know, you can't remove the wings. There's, you, you need to launch with the full plane. You need to launch with all of the staff. This is, this is kind of how the business starts. And, you know, I'm interested to hear, you know, you guys are, are testing, um, you know, you're adding certain features like uh, added benefits, like having, you know, the, the highest, most amazing coffee um, on your airlines and, you know, all of these, these small things that the consumer sees is just, you know, adding uh, experience value. Um, and what did you kind of start with? Because, you know, you're speaking a lot about, um, you know, this brainstorm and these ideas that came out of it of what you're trying to solve. What were the first things that you're trying to solve and, and how did you solve it? And because obviously it's a lot different to what it is two years later where we are today. So I think the first thing we wanted to solve was was flexibility and that, that we spoke about. But the other one was we were so tired of traveling and having terrible coffee on board. So the other one, it started as a bit of a joke, but but then we started thinking about it and and that's how that our partnership with Vida sort of came about. Um, we thought there, there's got to be a partner that we can, we can pull in here um, so that we can offer great coffee. 
and it's not obviously it's not a an espresso uh there's no espresso machine on board but it is it's like plunger french press coffee which is great um and mm. and again it's it's a small thing but thinking about all those pain points what like asking within our team and within our extended network what are the things that that frustrate you about traveling and trying to solve each one of those um another good example was was as we spoke to our team no one loves wearing a polyester suit and coming to work in in that every day and so when when you don't feel great about what you're wearing to work it ref- it ends up um to some extent reflecting on how you engage with with customers so we thought is there a way that we can get people excited comfortable in what they're dressing in every day and and really looking great and stylish and that's another example of how the the superbalist collaboration came came about yeah um there's no reason that you have to look stuffy and formal um to make sure that you're and and mm. to offer a great experience um so it was it was things like that and then further on um we we do a lot of listening to our customers with a lot of listening um and and engaging with our with our customers and asking them for feedback and whether that's in a an email that comes in about a poor experience or feedback that you leave through one of our um feedback QR codes on board we really listen to that um a lot so one of the things that was asked was can't we fly animals um can't we bring pets on board and and so we we took that back and and you can fly with your small dog um in the cabin um at the uh, right now so that was one example and the other one which is which is probably a, a bigger one for us is we've we've got um a premium cabin offering which is our interpretation of business class so we started out all economy config i wouldn't we be definitely not a low cost carrier um uh, and and in october of last year we launched uh, premium so extra legroom um wider like wider seat with a with a tray table in between two people instead of a third person in the middle um really really great delicious catering all free um free once you're on board um and it's a, it's again it's just another way that you you got to keep listening to what the market says and adapting yeah so no, it's 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 awesome to actually get this customer feedback and analyze it and then action it um i'm sure there's so much of this going around that you know people are just kind of broadly getting a customer service rep to just fire off answers that are are generic and very much overlooked um the company is doing things a certain way and it's going to carry on doing it that way um i'm i'm interested to hear more about the sort of metrics to prove market validation in a way obviously there's your standard um you know airline uh, booking metrics your uh, cost per ticket purchase and making sure that it's profitable and um the growth over time and full capacity but you know you're obviously looking at experience and customer uh, satisfaction so how are you looking at those metrics differently to your sort of standard carrier I mean I don't know I don't know that we look at them necessarily differently to our, our standard to the standard carrier but but in terms of validation there were a couple of things that that were really important from from the start and and being a new airline you are worried that you're not going to be able to fold the plane because there's a there's a kind of a, there's a stigma 
considering how many airlines have come and gone in the, in the country around trying yeah. a new trying out a new airline and so there were two things that i think we were worried about from this not worried about but we wanted to prove out one that we could fill planes being an, a new entrant into the market and two i think operationally being being a new business i mean you you wouldn't believe all the things that that go into ensuring planes leave on time so i think off the bat we knew theoretically i mean when you're sitting in front of a an excel model everything is very easy um and you yeah. just play around with the numbers depending on the different scenarios and everything just works but when it comes down to <laughs> when it comes down to it and you've got to you've got to make sure that these aircraft leave on time and and you're filling them and it's it's that was the big proof point from the start and and i think off the back of the experience of the people that we had on board we're a new airline but we're we're not new to the industry we have decades of experience with the people that we've got um on our team and so we um, that's one of the big things that i've been so thankful for is that mm. that is is south africa's um support of of us as a new airline and especially during mm. covid when when it was really difficult to travel and uh, we we were blown away by by the initial response mm. so that was that was fantastic and then and then the other one is very very happy i mean we're on time 93% of the time year to date mm. uh, well since we since we launched um, which is no small feat when you when you actually dig into all the things that can go wrong and then the i suppose the third proof point that we needed to assess which is slightly different than other airlines is is our flexibility. So we launched the business because we had this really flexible operating model for to start with where we could park aeroplanes and and reduce our cost on of of those overheads to zero. And so the question was okay well does that work in it works in theory but how does that impact on the consumer side and so when we when we got to july of 2021 and i don't know if you recall we were entering the third wave and the government banned all leisure travel in and out of gauteng which at the time mm. we, it was our only only route between joburg and cape town we had a hard decision to make um because basically travel was going to go to zero and so we made a really difficult choice to cancel all flights because we could keep that cost down to zero we credited everyone so they everyone got um a a wallet to the value of their 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 ticket which they could use um in the future and 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 we tested out this this what is what was a theoretical um excel exercise we 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 tested it in practice and and it worked so in terms of the extremes covid gave us that opportunity to really stress test um the model the flexible model in practice and and obviously that has to evolve over time i don't think today we're in a world where where that would happen but but it shows that it showed it showed us that that what we had theorized actually mm. works in practice yeah i mean you, you guys obviously launched at an incredibly difficult time uh not only in the state of the country but in the world um and jonathan you mentioned uh two sort of main uh sort of 
points of market validation that you were looking at, which, which was filling your your planes and then also leaving on time. Um, but I guess it's difficult to look at what's gone on with COVID to have, you know, or to pull even more insights from testing your product in the market. What has that sort of adoption been like since COVID has tapered off uh, up to this point? Um, and are you expecting, you know, a lot more consistency and stability? No, I mean, we definitely are. And, and I think o- over the last, let's call it the last six months since things have started to stabilize, one of the, one of the other, um, one of the other things that, that we were looking at was how, as business recovers, how does business travel, how do we, how do we access business travel and business travelers and, and how do we get into that distribution network? Because it's one thing to appeal to um, a leisure uh, a leisure traveler. Business travel is where that high yield um, revenue comes from, and that you need to be there if you want to be a profitable airline. And so, mm. you it's you you really need to build a reputation. You, you need really need to build your reputation and awareness in a, in a slightly different way. And so that that's been a big a big focus for us as as the market has has recovered. And, and also then looking at, in general, how, how are we doing from a, a, a returning customer perspective? How many people are flying with us a second, third, fourth, fifth time? Um, and that's been really, really mm. great to see that we do have, obviously there's people that will travel with us once, but we've got this loyal base of, of people who are regular travelers with us. They will book, because of the flexibility, they'll go book a year in advance um, or as far out That's as awesome. they can, yeah. knowing that you know what, if something changes, they'll just cancel and 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 use it on a on another date. So that's been that's been uh, really great to see. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, we we, we won't get too much into uh, some competitors uh, collapsing entirely, which which was obviously an amazing opportunity for Lyft. Um, <laughs> but uh, how long, sort of after? testing your 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 MVP in in the market did you realize that South Africans were actually favoring all of these t- uh, sort of partnerships that you had great uh, coffee in the sky be, being able to bring pets on board what was that sort of initial adoption like because i'm sure there was a, a time where you were all sort of waiting with deep anxiety as to what the adoption in the market would be you know it's it, i don't think there was a i don't think there was a point i think the reality is that the last 18 months have been unbelievably challenging for, for all the airlines. Mm. And it's, it's while we've seen the market recover to about 70% of the passenger volumes, because there's been the supply and demand imbalance in terms of seats in the market, what's been great for consumers is that you've been able to fly for, for extremely low prices but as we've yes. seen now, most recently with Comair's exit, it was completely unsustainable. And I mean, aside from the low prices, we've seen fuel increase by mm. by a factor of two in the last two months. And it's the <laughs> yeah. biggest. It's the biggest. In, that's jet fuel. It's the biggest input cost we've got as an airline. And so the fact that the fact that we've seen. Um, 
with the fact that we've seen some rationalization now in terms of that supply-demand dynamic has meant we can price where things need to be priced to keep this industry sustainable. So mm. I think really early on, we saw people were booking with us. The challenge we had was we weren't getting the yields that we needed to make it sustainable. But that was a factor of market conditions as opposed to us specifically. And so yeah. over the last, call it 18 months, we've had pockets where we've seen what this business can look like when yields return to a sustainable level. And, and we're hoping now that as we, let's call it, enter in a new chapter in South African, in the South African aviation industry, that, that we can ensure that it is sustainable moving forward. And that means it does, it does mean slightly higher prices just because fuel is, is higher and that's not unique to aviation. It's the same in, in any industry. You're paying a little bit more because it costs more to, to get whatever good or service it is to your, to you. So, so that's, that's the reality that we, that we live with. But the truth is if you book a couple of weeks in advance, you can still get a, a flight from Joburg to Cape Town for a, roughly a thousand rand. You're just going to have to change your behavior slightly. And the beauty of booking with Lyft means that if something happens and you've booked a little bit further out, you're not going to lose your money and it's going to be super easy for you to cancel and rebook. Yeah. No, it's a, it's incredible that you have this attention towards customer experience whilst you're putting out some of the biggest fires in the industry where you have, you have COVID, you have uh, the fuel hikes and all of this is happening. And on the one side, you need to, you know, survive and do everything possible to survive. But on the other hand, you still have this very strong attention towards improving the overall experience, which is incredible to balance the two because normally you start looking at the added benefits once you have the time to or the money to as well. So, you know, I'm interested to see whether you, you're still solving that initial problem that, you know, I'm sure two years have flown by like two weeks, but when you first started you know, you're solving that flexibility problem and that was kind of the free cancellations and, you know, moving out your dates and that kind of flexibility. Is flexibility still the main priority for you? Have you, have you kind of carried that through over the two years and is that a focus for the coming years? I mean, flexibility definitely is, but I think where flexibility was a manifestation of what what is the best way to give value to our customers. And it, during covid it was obviously the number one thing because why, why it was really, really stressful to travel. I mean, if you think about it, you were exposed to someone with COVID and then all of a sudden you had to stay home for two weeks. Now, how are you supposed to book a ticket and, and, and plan your life around yeah. that? So I think flexibility is, is part of our core, part of our DNA. And it works both ways. I mean, when, as I said, in July, we had to be flexible as a business. We had to cancel flights that, and, and, yeah. And while we did that because it was the right thing to do for our business, we tried to look at ways that we could mitigate the impact on customers. So either customer was happy to cancel and rebook later, or if they had to travel, we rebooked them on another airline. So it wasn't just, sorry, you get a call to say your flight's not leaving. Our team did an incredible job um, problem solving and making sure that everyone had a, had a backup plan. What does that look like in the future? It may not, I mean, it's flexibility will be there, but it will be, we will find other ways to ensure that the customer experience is, um, is our customer experience is the bar that, that, 
you measure um, airline travel by. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jonathan, just going into the penultimate question here, what is uh, uh, the support been like from from your team? Um, you know, since launch day to, uh, to up to today, what is that? What is the team around you meant for the company, and um, what is it going to mean going forward? I mean, the team the, the team is the reason that the airline number one launched, and the number and, and the airline is still here. That's the, that's I mean, it's. There's no understating that. We we were mm. very lucky. COVID, COVID provided us with the opportunity and the timing to get in. And, and what did that mean? It meant aircraft on really flexible terms at, at lower mm. costs than you'd ever been able to get. But, but as importantly, there, were un, there was an unbelievable um, group of people and, and skilled people in the market that – would not would not have been looking for for an op- opportunities, and we we scooped them all up, and and that's part of the the reason that we we've been as successful as as we've had to date is the mm. unbelievable experience uh, experience of the people around uh, every as every aspect of our of our team, um, and the diversity that we balance that with. So we've got airline people that have this in their blood and been doing it for 20, 30 years. And then people mm. like myself who have no background in aviation understand it because we've traveled, but are asking those, mm. those questions coming at it from a fresh perspective. And it's that mm. balance and that, that the fact that we're challenging each other all the time on these things that I think keeps us innovating at the pace that, that we are. Um, and as we grow as a business, I think that's going to be a key one. It, Getting new aircraft is not easy, and as we grow, it's going to be a it's, we we're going to we we're focusing on that right now. But I think the biggest challenge for us is how do we keep this this culture, this energy, this positivity within the team as that grows, and and it's not the small startup team um, that we that we've come uh, we, that we've gotten used to. Mm. Yeah. It's incredible building a team over time and having the right people involved. Um, uh, you know, we obviously uh, privy to the start of Lyft. You know, your amazing conversations that you had to you know take on this challenge and move from sort of Uber into Lyft and and taking over the runnings of the company. And I'm sure, it, uh, as I've read a number of articles, that it was a sort of unexpected way forward and you know path for you. Um, there's obviously a lot of excitement that backs us to start a project like this as, as hefty as it is in a, in a time like it is. Um, and there's somewhat of blind confidence that you you're just backing yourself and, and you've done all the uh, <laughs> spreadsheets, as you said. Um, and I'm excited to, you know, hear a bit more about how that mindset has changed over the past two years. Is it, you know, when you, when you kind of, pressed the first button that you know we're launching to now how how has that changed yeah it's it's probably better it's better to go in with a bit of that that better to know what you don't better to not know what you don't know sometimes in the beginning because if you did know maybe <laughs> you, you probably wouldn't start so i i think <laughs> you know I, I was i was very lucky in that when i was leaving uber I happened to get in touch with uh, with our co-founder uh, Geron Novik, 
who's yeah. been in this industry for for decades and his family's been in the industry for decades um and i just went and asked to meet him for a coffee and we got chatting and he said i'm going to i'm, I'm thinking about starting an airline do you want to come from to to a meeting and that's kind of how it started um and as you said it was exciting and that was a big it's like airline industry something new to learn it is i mean it is um there's there's like a there's a glamour to the to the industry it sounds exciting and and a big reason i i started and and also he's he's just unbelievable person to work with and learn from and for me that was really important in whatever i did next um and also very humble in the in the, even though he'd been in this industry for decades there's so much of of the journey where we were learning together just re- him maybe refreshing some of his knowledge and me just trying to soak up as much as possible so i think that was a big reason we dived we dived in and and i don't think we i I'll speak for myself i don't think we i really knew what we were getting into and and just how challenging it was going to be but with where things have gone i'm i'm just excited to be able to bring this to more people and share their the experience with with more passengers more customers and grow this amazing team and see what we can do together to to really bring back that excitement of the way that I think about it is I mean, and if you guys can remember as a kid maybe the first time get you get in on an aeroplane and and seeing the world from that high up I remember being being very excited and I think that's kind of that passion and and enthusiasm is what we're trying to bring back as opposed to the dread and and frustration that I think people just have gotten used to in how they in how they mm-hmm. experience travel and how they are treated um throughout the process so for me that's what the, that's what we're looking at doing and and growing the business we're not looking to be the biggest airline in the world or in south africa we want to grow a great profitable business that keeps those values and that that core philosophy um as we as we scale it yeah well it's amazing to you jonathan and uh, i really appreciate your time and sharing the journey to date um you've you've beat the first two years and you've overcome some of the toughest challenges in the industry and still somewhat standing um so we we you know in in about a year's time we'd love to get you back in studio and see where you guys are at i'm i'm sure it's going to be interesting to see the new uh sort of business focused offering and I'm sure there's going to be uh, a different approach you guys are going to take and apply the flexibility uh, mindset to that as well. Um, otherwise, Jonathan, we'll catch up then. And yeah, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. That's uh, awesome. Jonathan Agash from Lyft Airline. We'll catch you guys for another week of My Product Tested. Cheers for now.